Welcome to the Ether. Today is Tuesday, March 21st, 2023. Today on the Ether, the Neutron Consumer Chain, featured on Atom Zone, Episode 2. Let's take a listen. Buenos dias, buenos dias, everybody. Big day today. We just uh, saw the first draft proposal of Neutron, which aims to become the very first consumer chain on the Cosmos Hub and leverage replicated security. Um, first of all, um, how are you? I'm, I'm sure it's been crazy few weeks for you, very busy for you and the team. Um, how, how do you feel now that the proposal is up, at least on the forum? I mean, it's things are just starting, you know? So it's a big milestone in, in a way, but it's also... It's just a piece of, of text, you know, the ideas, the the work, it's been happening for quite a while. And what's exciting is that now there's um, accurate, in-depth description of what we've been working on, what we offer to launch on the hub, and how we think it's going to change things for the better. Um, but I I think the way that it's most exciting is that it's the start of a pretty short section in time, which will see some text turn into a new chain that launches on the validator set and the security of the Cosmos Hub for the first time in history. So I think like the, the next five weeks or so are going to be pretty, pretty exciting in that regard, basically. Yeah, and as I think Rob has some... Uh some connection issues, um, but maybe for those that are also new to Neutron, to consumer chains, to replicated security, um, in the proposal, which I encourage everybody to read and, and go through also as we go through this Twitter spaces, because we're gonna go into details about all of this, about the economic incentive model, the transaction fee share, the MEV uh, share, and all these cool things. Um, it also mentions an airdrop, by the way, there's, I just skimmed through it just before doing this, um, but yeah, I think, Hopefully, you can reveal some more information on that. But maybe for those that are completely new, can you maybe give a quick TLDR since Prop 72, um, which was July 2022, um, until today? How was the Neutron journey? How did it start? And um, yeah, how, how, how was that journey for you guys? Yeah, that's a really good question. So it basically started, um, so like, you know, our team and P2P as a whole has been. In, working in Cosmos and around Cosmos for quite a while. Um, but basically, the, the idea for Neutron came from the fact that we were trying to take an application cross-chain in Cosmos, and we wanted it to be built as small contracts. And actually doing these two things together was tremendously hard. Um, the security of the, pro of the protocol would have been a problem. Um, the 
access to the right cross-chain infrastructure to be able to take a protocol cross-chain in Cosmos. It partially existed for app chains, but was completely invisible for small. And so, you know, the difficulties that we were faced with basically led us to realize that, hey, look, there's at least something missing in our ecosystem, right? There needs to be an easy solution so that and focus on the application they want to build rather than, you know, spend months basically building infrastructure before they can get to um, solving the problem that they wanted to solve um, initially, basically. And so at, at this point, you know, we had a decision to make. Um, the first, like the first option was we could build this as, you know, just our own infrastructure blockchain that we would use for that specific application or, or we could make it completely general make sure that there is no no single applications code that's enshrined in it, make it a public good, and then release it for the entire ecosystem, right? And we were pondering both of these options, one of them being you know, much easier to implement than the other. And around that time is when um, Yelena and a few others came to the Cosmos Hub forums and, pro and, and posted Proposal 72. And the idea of Proposal 72 was, hey, that is going to have this awesome new feature called interchain security and that well at the time it was called that um and we want to make sure that this feature is is well adopted by really cool projects from the get-go and so we'd like to work with the community to provide some support to a few projects um that will be the first to essentially pioneer this this technology right and because security and credible neutrality like you know the the idea of being closely aligned with the hub was something that had always been very important for us in 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 that design. Um, it just made complete sense for us to 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 get in touch and say like, hey, actually, um, you know what? Let's do this proposal together. If you want our DeFi hub, at the time we didn't have a name for the project yet, um, to to be part of that proposal, we're happy to work with you. Um, that funding will help us build it faster, scale the team, um, build it as as well as possible. And most importantly, it will give us a better idea of whether or not the Cosmos Hub community um, sees the value in 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 the idea that we that we think is a and you know the rest is history. Proposal seventy two. Um, I think it was like sixty five percent of um, the voting power that voted on it, with eighty five percent in favor, if I remember correctly. Maybe I'm mixing the two, but. Um, so it was a fairly successful proposal, um, at least by the standards at that time. And we got full time into building it, you know. Um, and so that, that was quite a few months ago, uh, more than half a year ago. Um, the team grew a little bit since then. We're now 16 people who are dedicated to building Neutron, um, you know, full time um, with hearts and minds. And the project itself has also changed well, not changed, but progressed a lot. We went from idea to having a code base that ran on two different test nets, including Game of Chains, that was audited last year by Oak Security, and that is um, almost entirely audited again by informal security, uh, sorry, informal systems. So, you know, that, that will come soon as well, and it will be added to the proposal as soon as it's available, that report. Um, and and you know it's it's also now running on a persistent testnet, meaning that today, if you want to use interchain accounts or interchain queries from smart contracts, 
you can go to that testnet, you can deploy your contracts and start leveraging those features already. Um, we since then we had a bit of a bit more time than we thought um, for the roadmap. So some of the features that we didn't think we could um, enable by January 2023, um, which was when interchange security was was supposed to launch initially. Um, we had a bit more time and so we implemented them, meaning that on top of the core modules that we always thought we would have, um, we will probably have um, multi-hop for IBC, IBC hooks, um, token factory, probably a module that makes it much easier for specific applications to access um, regular execution. So basically like neutron cron jobs um, that, that will speak to you if you're a developer. Otherwise it's it's fine. It's not important, but it, it basically makes your life easier um, because it allows you, just like on as an as on an app chain, to trigger something um, at a regular interval with certitude, which you don't necessarily get with alternative solutions. Let's say, and so all of these you know additional features were now most of them have been implemented. Some of them we're reviewing right now. We'll be uh, merging them, making sure that they're ready to go. We'll be updating the testnets in on the 3rd of April, I believe. And then a few weeks later, that will be the code that launches on, on the hub as well. I think one of the coolest things that happened um, with Prop 72, and before that, we also had uh, the, the proposal to, to onboard Cosm Wasm directly on the hub, um, which was rejected, but now it, it comes through Neutron. But I think what this all showed is like hub governance is alive. Right, and you guys brought it back to life, and now with replicated security, there's a lot of um, a lot of uh, traction now around that. Um, because I think before that it, it was a little bit slow, and uh, there was a lot of traction for, for other chains in Cosmos. But I think with that now going live, the Cosmos Hub is really in a strong position to have a clear use case, um, which is co really cool. Uh, in the meantime, I think Rob, my co-host, is still trying to connect. Uh, unfortunately, he's getting wrecked by. Twitter, but we have a wild Neutron account. I guess that's Soy who joined. How are you? Hey, Cito. Yeah, um, nice to nice to get to speak to you. Shame uh, Rob couldn't make it. Um, really grateful to Rob for helping us set, set up this space. So yeah, hopefully he makes it eventually. But um, but yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, sure. I think. Um... Oh, we got the Cosmos account joining. Maybe that's Rob. Big if true, but um, maybe let's go through the proposal one by one. Um, I mean, I, I didn't get to read everything and you know resonate with it um, because it was just dropped literally, I think an hour and 12 minutes ago. Um, but yeah, let, let's maybe go through some of the items here, starting with the, that's probably the most exciting for especially delegators and also um, validators is the revenue share, right? Um, so in the proposal, it mentions transaction fees and MEV revenue, 25% um, each of the fees accrued would go to stakers and validators. Um, can you maybe yeah, share, share more uh, thoughts on, on that, um, how you envision that will play out? And I don't know if you have any calculations or any thoughts on, um, let's say for the first year, like um, how, how that would impact also Staking APR at least cover the additional expenses since validators have to run a new node um, based on your calculations or estimates. Obviously, that's extremely hard because you guys are like doing something that has never been done before. But what are, what are your thoughts on, on that? And maybe you can explain a little bit the, the revenue share model. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
Transaction fees, this we can model reasonably accurately. Um, and you know the our, our our model shows that it's the right figure is in the millions of dollars per year. Um, but obviously that depends entirely on the adoption of the blockchain. And what is kind of tricky with replicated security is that you know you take a portion of the fees generated by the chain. You share that with the hub, and then the, the validators themselves, they only take a commission of that revenue, right? And the portion of the revenue that they take a commission on is based on their stake. So they get revenue proportionally to their stake, meaning that for the top validators, replicated security becomes very profitable very quickly. Um, for the bottom validators, that's where you have more of an issue. And so how we distribute the revenue itself is also another thing where we think over time we can improve, um, like, well, like and by us, I mean the hub community here in this case, because that's, you know, like consumer chains shouldn't have the power to decide how the hub distributes its revenue. That should be for the hub community to decide. But there are probably ways that we can improve this all so that the bottom of the validator set breaks even faster on new consumer chains. That would allow us to have. Well, first it would make the politics around replicated security easier for everybody because we wouldn't be. Uh, putting too much pressure on the bottom of the validator set. And it would also ensure that we don't introduce any centralizing force on the validator set of the Cosmos Hub. So those are two pretty interesting things. Um, so now, transaction transaction fees, you know, they're, they're, it's possible to model them. Basically, you can use comparisons um, with existing blockchains. So you know, you take Juno, you take Terra before the crash, you take Osmosis, Evmos, and, and the others, and you say, okay, let's assume that on year one, we have, you know, as many transactions as this other chain. And then let's assume that the price for the, the, the transaction fees is this much. And depending on the scenarios, um, you, you get, well, you can get revenue um, predictions on this, like, Depending on which chain you choose as a comparable, you can get somewhere from, you know, two million to eighteen millions, depending on how optimistic your scenario is. Um, so that forms a baseline. Is our transaction fees alone enough to cover the cost of validation? Initially, it's unlikely to be the case. Um, so, and and that is in large part because of how the revenue is distributed. Just like I said before, if the revenue was distributed linearly meaning that all the validators share a you know 175th uh, of the revenue then break even would happen fairly fast but because that's now how revenue is distributed um to break even on transaction fees alone i think if my memory is correct a blockchain would need to generate 100 million dollars uh, worth of fees per year um that's unlikely to happen in the medium term even um, unless, for example, we were to change the fee model that most Cosmos blockchains use, which honestly is not such a bad idea either. Um, having some kind of search pricing or these kind of mechanisms may be useful, but you know, 
you have to take in the trade-offs of UX and, and everything as well. So that's not something that we plan to do, um, at least in the short term. Now, MEV is a bit of a different beast, right? Um, MEV scales super linearly to the transaction fees. A blockchain that doesn't have a lot of adoption is not getting you know, a little bit of MEV. It gets basically zero MEV. A chain that has a lot of traction doesn't get okay MEV. It gets a freaking ton of it. And so basically, the whole thing about MEV is that the more successful the chains are, the more MEV they they generate, and especially like especially if they're oriented to applications like DeFi, where there's a lot of value changing hands, there's a lot of opportunities for for value to leak out and be recaptured um, by by proper MEV mechanisms. Basically, there's a few teams in Cosmos that have been doing really really good work in this regard, um, and be will be working with them to to recapture the MEV for, for Neutron and redistribute it to the stakeholders of the chain as well as the Cosmos Hub as a result as well. Now, MEV is basically impossible to properly model at this stage, um, in my opinion. Or if you, if you do model it, you're making such broad assumptions that it's basically, you can, sh you can make the numbers say anything, essentially. Um, that being said, you know, it scales very, very fast. And so if Neutron is successful, then MEV is going to be a tremendous bounty and 25% of that will go to the Cosmos Hub. And so in my opinion, that's where a lot of the upside of launching Neutron is. Um, and you know, once again, if we share the revenue linearly, I am very confident that the validator set will be breaking even using transaction fees and uh, MEV revenue and even generating profit in the future um, fairly easily if Neutron is successful. Now, there are other, other mechanisms that are important when considering how a chain can bring value to the hub. And the, you know, what, what our work showed is that the actual most important lever, the most effective lever in driving revenue for both the delegators and the validators of the Cosmos hub is atom appreciation. Because basically, if you believe that Neutron existing makes Atom 1.45% more valuable, or that without Neutron, if we decided to not vote for Neutron, Atom would be 1.45% less valuable, um, then you actually believe that Neutron is capable of sustaining itself um, just from the mere appreciation. Because you know, if Atom becomes more valuable, then the, the, the rewards that people are getting for validating or staking on the hub um, are also more valuable. And so just that increase, that 1.45% more value is actually to cover the, you know, the, the hundreds of millions of dollars that we talked about just before that are the cost of, of adding a consumer chain on replicated security. And so you know, the, the transaction fees are one thing. In the short term, it's unlikely that transaction fees alone will be enough to cover the cost of um, of validation for the validators, that's not really a problem for the delegators because there's no cost to them. There's very slight risk of being jailed and losing rewards as a result of a consumer chain being live. But so you have low risk and zero cost. So for the delegators, it's mostly a good deal. For validators, you do have a cost. So that, that's why we're talking about these things a lot. Um, and transaction fees alone are unlikely to be able to cover them in the short term. But the appreciation of Atom 
like Atom having a stronger narrative, Atom having more utility, more use cases in DeFi, um, all of these are very likely to support the price of Atom. And if you think that having Neutron as a consumer chain makes it 1.45% more valuable, then that is enough to cover that cost of validation, which also means that anything that you get from the MEV beyond that is also just like a, a bonus at this point. It's pure profit. Cool. It's, it's nice that you just um, sort of summarize that at the end, Spade, because we really were struggling to hear you at the beginning. A lot, a lot of people are, are struggling with the audio here, I think. You, you hear him okay, Cito? Yeah, I, I got wrecked for, for a little bit, so my audio was, uh, I couldn't hear it. <laughs> but I think that was just on my end. I think uh, it's, it's all good. But uh, I think Rob is still trying to connect. But do you want to add anything to what Spade said? Um, no, I mean, I, I think I'll, I'll maybe just try and summarize just in case uh, if people missed it. I, I guess basically the, the question was, you know, where does the sort of the revenue come from for the hub? And um, it kind of breaks down into three categories. It'll be transaction fees, um, MEV, and sort of from our, our calculations, the, the most light, the most um, significant impact I got is, is like did quite a, quite a few times automatically by by Twitter spaces. So maybe, you know, maybe that that's what have, what's happening. <laughs> I think Maybe you can't hear me. Yeah, I think you can't hear you now, but yeah. Uh, go, go on, go on. Uh, Neutron account. Sorry. <laughs> so, so, so yeah. So basically, it's transaction fees, MEV, and, uh, and price appreciation on, on oh, Atom, which is likely the most no yeah, significant thing. Yeah, the internet thing. is crappy. Man. I'll trade. Go on, go on. Is is. Is that is that okay as a summary, uh, Spade? I, I'm not sure if you can hear me, but uh, you kind of keep talking over, over me. I think you're having problems with the audio here. Uh, maybe you can do something about that on your end. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's really weird. Like I, I also had spaces where, like, I literally couldn't hear one of the speakers, but like everything else was very smooth and just one person I couldn't hear. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe Spade uh, try to try to uh, log out and and log in again, and I can uh, make you a speaker again. But, but you can hear me. Yeah, now. good idea. Okay. Yeah, I can hear you fine. Okay. All right. Um, well, yeah, let's just continue. I think, um, I don't know if uh, you mentioned that, but um, since Neutron is also going to have their own, uh, your own token, right? Uh, NTRN token. Um, is yep. other fees, um, are they paid um, primarily in Atom or Neutron? Uh, okay, so fees-wise, I mean, in the beginning, it's going to be Neutron, uh, but we plan to, you know, fairly soon after Mainlet launch, uh, introduce fees as uh, payable in, in Atom and also USDC. Okay, um, good feedback. Uh, Rob just texted me, he's getting wrecked, so um, let, let's see if he can join us throughout the stream. But anyways, um, I think uh, you, you mentioned already earlier, um, Avril, about the first couple of weeks, months, and, and everything is probably going to be um, hard to for validators to break even. But one thing to potentially mitigate that or to boost uh, early incentives, which was dropped or at least mentioned in the proposal, was that there is an initial allocation from the neutron supply uh, reserved for, for the Atom community. So I think right now the Genesis file is not attached yet. But um, what can you share about the initial distribution of NTRM and um, an airdrop for, for Atom people? Yeah, for sure. Um, 
the exact mechanism that will be used has not yet been finalized because there are a lot of pressures around what you can and you can't do in this regard. Um, so what I can do is is share some of the ideas that we've heard and pushed forward. And you know, one of these ideas is what will be attached to the proposal when it goes on chain and we've finished reviewing um, what can and cannot be done, basically. Um, one of them is to do something that I think a lot of the a lot of people have been excited about, which is a continuous airdrop. Initially, that we, you know, one of the things that we didn't like about this model was that you get a small portion of the tokens um, over a long period of time, and so it's it, it takes longer for normal users to amass kind of like a critical mass of tokens where you feel like okay, I have a decent part of the voting power on this chain, I am going to be very actively involved. But what's really elegant is that it's it's really a part of your experience as a staker, um, essentially. And so that's that's a model that makes a lot of sense, and especially in the context of replicated security. And so that's one of the models that, that is being considered. The other one is to do airdrop, where you know atom stakers um, whether they be validators or delegators, would essentially be able to submit a proof to a small contract on chain um, at launch and claim an allocation of tokens that has already been calculated. Uh, so that there's you know there's no need to go and, and stake on the Cosmos Hub right now because that that won't affect it. Although if you want to go stake on the Cosmos Hub, you should definitely do that. Um, but so yeah, there, there there are these two options. Exactly which one will happen in practice is still something that is being considered um, because you know we we want to optimize for two things. We want to optimize for the ability of the Cosmos Hub community to you know be a significant part of the governance of Neutron, so that you know it, they, they are a real like really part of Neutron's community from the get-go, basically, so that it forms the, the foundation of this community. But at, at the same time, we also want to make sure that we're doing things right um, from a regulatory, from a technical point of view as well, so that we minimize any sort of risk, be, be it you know exploits or, um, or you know regulatory risk and, and all of these other things to the network itself, so that you know, we're we're here to build long long term. So, all of these things we're trying to to take into account. Um, and as like our research so show, so far brought us to these two models. Um, we'll be you know providing more detail when we have a more final answer. Um, but in any case, you know wh whichever model we end up proposing, um, first we know exactly how it's going to work already. We have already done the work and the research. Um, and second, um, it will also be kind of like the up to the community of the Cosmos Hub to actually submit code. We submit so software um, and ideas, but then who's actually going to launch the, the chain is the Cosmos Hub community and its and its validators, basically. You you already have a rough. Um, I, I guess you have a rough plan on like how much of the initial supply you you're allocating for the atom community, whether that's through 
the continuous airdrop model or like initial distribution. Um, can you share any, anything around that? Like how much percentage wise of, of the neutron supply you want to allocate for that? I wish I could. Um, what, like, is what? It more like ten percent, or like, is it more like take and share? Is that it's going to be the? Um, I mean, it depends. Do you prefer? Well, no, uh, no, no regulatory jokes today. Um, no, I mean, like, it's going to be, it's going to be so that the Cosmos community is if not the if not the largest very close to being the largest like voting power holder in in the chain early on um so that the cosmos hub community as a thanks for bootstrapping neutron believing in it early on funding it um will be able to steer the project over time make sure that it fits that kind of like initial vision and take it once um it's very be able to drop numbers and, and the likes but as i said we want to do things right and so as soon as we can um or as soon as the foundation you know all of this will be will be published and we can probably have an, another space to discuss this in in detail as well is that is that oh by the way uh, rob is here how are you man is this your connection working now do you guys hear him because i, I can't hear him. <laughs> no but he's he's on me so um <laughs> But yeah, to, I mean, totally understand. Like, there, there, there's a lot of regulation. But like, do you plan to share numbers? I mean, I, it sounds like it. It depends on regulatory clarity. But um, to share the numbers um, before the proposal goes on chain, or oh, yeah, of course, it it would be very weird to ask people to vote on a proposal without having all of the information for it. So obviously. You know anything that pertains to the tokenomics, um, the initial allocation, and and all of these other things, um, we want to have published what's in the code, like very like in very detailed manners, so that people can make um, an educated vote on the pains. So, you know, assuming the proposal goes on chain early April, that means that this information will be available yeah. at least around that time. Um, let's talk a little bit about Neutron as a DeFi hub or permissionless smart contract platform and, and some of the products and like go-to-market strategy. I also see, D, uh, you want to come up. Um, let's let's talk a couple of minutes about, about that before I bring you up, and then we can also open it up for questions. Um, but yeah, so can you talk a little bit about some of the applications that um, I don't know if you guys are either building them in-house and launch them from day one or um, some of the applications that you would like to see on Neutron? Um, is there going to be a DEX? Is there going to be DeFi products? What's the what's the plan on that? Yeah, for sure. So for, from a high-level overview, first, before we dive into more detail, perhaps, um, there's essentially three things that, three layers at which Neutron uh, can be a cool platform. The first one is that, you know, currently, if you want to use the various applications that already exist in Cosmos, you have to bridge over IBC back and forth between each of these applications with your assets before you can access these services. Neutron, because of its because it's a small contract platform, but also because of the cross-chain infrastructure that it provides, allows you to make very simple contracts that will allow you to automate all of these manual 
transactions that allow you to use services so that you can focus on using the applications that you want to use, placing trades, buying or selling NFTs, whatever else you want to do. You can do it, do it through much, much more conveniently through outposts. And most of the you know, most successful projects in, in Cosmos um, launching outposts on Neutron. So Stargaze, Osmosis, um, an upcoming project called Nullus, um, and, and a few others will all be um, most likely launching Neutron, like outposts on Neutron. And so you will be able to use these app chains without having to bridge back and forth or change you know, the, the chain selector in your wallet. All of this basically will become UX um, of the past, I guess. Um, so that, that's one thing that's exciting, in my opinion, because it, it changes the way that we already, that we use what already exists in Cosmos. The second thing is it will provide a platform on which um, ambitious cross-chain protocols will be able to um, deploy. So stuff like cross-chain liquid staking, cross-chain DEXs, cross-chain um, money markets. Um, so, you know, protocols like the SLAMM, it's a design that was um, published in a paper by Delphi Labs, who's the team behind uh, Mars and Astroport, who are two cross-chain protocols. Um, it's fairly interesting in that, in that regard. It's basically the idea that you can have a DEX that dynamically reallocates its liquidity across its various outposts on various chains to always provide the best utilization ratio and earnings like for the LPs while also optimizing for the trade execution that traders get on each of these chains. And then, um, so will have a DEX on day one, and that is likely to be a crushing DEX a few months in basically. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm getting completely rugged here. Today's today's weird, yeah. Um, but yeah, I I I got most of it. Uh, just in the end, it was cutting off for me. But um, um, yeah. So you you mentioned outpost. I think outpost is a really interesting concept. Um, you mentioned Mars. Um, I don't know if uh, if I heard that or not. If you mentioned it, um, but is Osmosis also gonna de deploy an outpost on on Neutron? Seems like, uh, from, from my end anyway, I can't hear a word that Spade's saying. Uh, and I'm getting some uh, some reports that other people can't hear either. Uh, so yeah, like I, I could say that I think uh, Sunny announced himself that they plan to launch the first Osmosis Outpost on, on Neutron. Um, and I think they're hoping to do that around around April time. Before we get into questions, because um, everybody seems to get wrecked, um, can you can you talk a little bit about the kind of long term vision, long term positioning of Neutron? Uh, we we have more and more smart contract platforms. Uh, obviously, Juno is also there, right? There's many others um, that are coming up. Um, maybe how 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 is Neutron positioned differently, or what's the long term vision? Um, yeah, maybe you can talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I, I can try. Is, is Spade there? Give me one last chance before. Okay, so now me, me either. Um, apologies to everyone about this space. Uh, I think Twitter's having a lot of problems at the moment. Um, I know from my my side, I've been struggling to get on spaces for a while, and obviously Spade and uh, and Rob are struggling today. Um, so unfortunately, you stuck with me. Um, and so yeah, like like you say, uh, you know there are uh, multiple smart contract platforms in in Cosmos. Um, we like to think that that Neutron is going to be successful because, you know. Fundamentally, we're, we're we're the most secure smart contract platform because of of ICS, and that that adds a lot of strength to Neutron. Um, and is is Spade back now? 
I hope so. Yeah. Hey. Okay. So yeah, sorry. Um, if you could just clarify for people, what was the question again? Sorry, Cito. Just talk a little bit about the long-term vision, the long-term positioning, um, how Neutron yeah. aims to, yeah, compete also long-term with you know the Junos out there and and other smart contract platforms, or maybe are there even synergies between these other Cosmos-enabled permissionless chains in Cosmos? Yeah, that's that's a really good question. Um, so just so I guess the first thing is that you know we we focus on crushing interoperability. Crushing interoperability doesn't make a lot of sense if, if there's nothing to interoperate with. And so in general, we have a more cooperative approach to the rest of the ecosystem. We want to make integrations with everyone and ensure that you know we're all working together and and making the ecosystem as a whole stronger. So that would be the, the first point. And in terms of you know Neutron's position and what the value it brings to the table. Um, the first one, which I mentioned before, I hope you got at least a bit of that, which is, you know, Neutron through outposts and through its crushing infrastructure allows us to change the way that we interact with what already exists in Cosmos. Secondly, it allows builders to build applications differently so that they can scale across Cosmos and the various chains much more efficiently. Um, and so that means that the way we build applications is likely going to change because now you can build an application that exists on multiple chains that is secure and you can do so much more easily than it was possible than was the case before basically um and then the third thing is neutron because of its close proximity with the cosmos hub and because it's of its emphasis on crushing infrastructure security um it's a really, really good place to deploy ecosystem-wide infrastructure and treasury management toolings, and like tools and services. And that means that what's very likely to happen is that when Neutron launches, you will be able from any part of the cosmos to use the tools and services that are on it to make token swaps with other DAOs, make, make you know, um, X portion of my treasury in stablecoins to ensure that my project can finance how people to create DAOs and manage their DAOs across multiple chains much more easily. And it will allow these DAOs to trade together to have basically contractual relationships with one another to have shared economic incentives um, much more easily than, than is currently the case because it will be providing dedicated tools for that to happen. Um, and a part of that is also funding. So we're we're working with we're in discussions with um, very interesting projects like, well, the Atom 2.0 allocator, but also um, Gitcoin. And you know, it's not finalized yet, so I'm, I'm not like announcing that it will happen. But we're pretty excited about the idea of bringing protocols like Gitcoin to Neutron, where they will make it possible to do quadratic funding runs for the for people who are building toolings or protocols in Cosmos that the community is excited about. And, you know, once it launches on Neutron, the, the really cool thing about that is that it becomes available to any chain in Cosmos, essentially. And so any DAO that wants to run funding rounds for its community, for, you know, sponsoring NFT creations or sponsoring specific toolings that it could use, anything of the sort, you can 
have around for this, provide some matching matching funds, and then the community, the market itself, decide what gets funded and by how much, basically. Did you get that? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> we got that. Yeah. Um, can you also talk? Um, awesome. Can you also talk about um, the plans with Lido? I think last time we talked, you also said that Lido is um, also basically planned to, to launch on Neutron, if I recall correctly. So, what's the game plan with Lido? Yeah, that's a really good question. So, you know, as usual with all the protocols, it always depends on the say of governance at the end of the day. Now, what we're working on right now is to help Lido bring wrap-staked ETH um, to the Cosmos ecosystem, make it, you know, well liquid and well integrated within the various applications that already exist and the ones that will launch on Neutron, because that's a pretty good reserve asset and that's a pretty good asset to get ex exposure to. Um, and so with Atom and liquid staking derivatives of Atom, these two are going to be really interesting, for example, for DAOs and, and, and other protocols to hold in their treasuries. There'll be interesting ways for people to get exposure to assets across, um, like outside of Cosmos for people as well. And that works as a good first step to get Lido um, more actively involved in the ecosystem. And then from there on, a few months later, what we'll be working on is to actually deploy um, Lido on Cosmos, and obviously that also depends on the final say of the governance, whatever. Um, but assuming that that goes well, um, then we'll have that you know the largest DeFi player basically issuing uh, liquid staking tokens of the various Cosmos chains, and these two will be pretty good assets to build DeFi around, um, because then you get the ability to make pools that allow you to earn staking rewards while you provide liquidity. You can try more degen strategies or like build more degen strategies around leverage staking, or you can collateralize stuff while still earning rewards. There's a bunch of very exciting kind of like strategies that, that, that can start existing from, from there on. Um, so, yeah. Amazing, yeah. Um, I also got, uh, Rob is just typing a question up, um, but he's basically saying that you guys will be the very first chain in Cosmos that uses all interchain products, basically, right? You use the first version of interchain security, you use interchain accounts, um, interchain queries. Um, so it's basically, I think, let me just read what you're saying. Yeah, but I think basically his question is like, what's, um, yeah, how, how do you leverage all these technologies and how, um, how will they materialize? Like, how will they play out for for you know Neutron being the next generation DeFi hub in the interchain? Mm. It's it's an interesting question, to be honest. It's a bit tricky to answer. The first thing is like, yeah, we're you know we're arguably fairly bullish on IBC. We think it's a really really good way of connecting applications and blockchains together. And so we decided that you know we're gonna build on it as much as necessary and as much as we can and we're going to make a really we're going to you know help because like obviously we're not going to be doing that single-handedly there's a bunch of teams in this ecosystem that are working on ibc and building applications and stuff on it but we're going to contribute to making ibc the best way to connect blockchains and make it the standard for interoperability in this um, industry as a whole and i think that's you know that, that's the win scenario for for cosmos as a whole essentially um so that's kind of like the first thing. And then in terms of how these technologies will play out in in in, in practice in the daily lives of people, for users, 
the win is if these technologies are not seen or that you don't have to care about them. That's the whole point. These technologies are supposed to make it easier for you to interact with any application on any chain as easily as possible without having to think about the infrastructure. If the infrastructure is secure enough, if the UX is good enough, it fits fast enough, whatever, you shouldn't have to think about it, basically. Now, the, the, the kind of funny thing is that, you know, we're, we're talking a lot about these projects, but basically it's kind of a niche product in a way because it, it's entirely catered to applications like application developers, right? So we, as an infrastructure provider, we provide tools for other people's for other people to be able to build more interesting applications more easily, cheaply, securely. But it is these applications that everyone will will care about, right? We're just providing the tools, the place, the platform on which they can build it, and we're making it possible for them to build it. Um, before, before Neutron, basically, your only option if you wanted to go cross chain as much as Neutron will enable you to was to essentially have your own validator set, have your own uh, blockchain, and you know develop all of these infrastructure pieces yourself, meaning that any project that wanted to go cross-chain would have had to redo this work um, or, or pull it and adapt it to their, um, their specific project. Now, with Neutron, you can do so much faster. You don't have to redevelop it yourself. It comes out of the box, basically, with as an added bonus, the entire security of the Cosmos Hub and the, you know, the, the incentives alignment of, of the Cosmos Hub community because the more Neutron win, the more the hubs win, like the, hubs, the hub wins. And so I think, you know, not, not just Neutron, but the, the, the initial consumer chains, like as, as a community, we have all of the incentives in the world. If we're going to do this thing called insurance security or replicated security, our incentive should be to make these initial chains as successful as possible because it will drive value, but also because it will provide an example that chains and projects in the future will look like when they decide whether or not to launch an interest in security as well. Nice. Um, let's open it up for questions. Um, Dee, if you, um, if you want to come up, please, please request to speak. In the meantime, quick outlook of the short-term timeline for Neutron. The proposal is now on the forum, so go and read it, provide feedback, provide input. Um, also, I think this Twitter space has helped a lot to, to answer some of the questions and provide more clarity. Um, now, in the proposal, it states, estimated time, 31st of March, um, is when the final audit report is done, which is the second audit of Neutron. 3rd of April, the voting on-chain starts, which means the proposal would go on-chain. So there's now a two-week window for everybody to look into the proposal, provide feedback, to refine it if you have any ideas or any, anything that's critical. During that voting time, sorry, during that time where the proposal is on the forum, we're also going to see details about your guys' proposal or plan to allocate the Genesis distribution of NTRN token, uh, which in the proposal states there's going to be an allocation reserved for the Atom community, stakers and, delegators, uh, stakers and uh, validators, I guess. Um, then, obviously, Cosmos Hub has a two-week voting period on chain. So that's going to be very interesting. April 17th is the current rough estimate, which is when the proposal ends. Um, it will either be um, approved 
or rejected by the Cosmos Hub community. If it gets approved, there's going to be a one-week launch period during which validators basically prepare and uh, launch the uh, Neutron consumer chain. And um, then end of April, Neutron is live. So that's the timeline. And in the meantime, we see Bendy from the Atomat Generator DAO requested to speak. We also have Imperator in the house, Cosmos, the Cosmos, Brown, Bro, Chasney is there, still a lot of people. Also, Ryan Lyon. If you want to come up, there we go. I saw you tweet about the airdrop. Um, this is an airdrop too that's coming up. Um, but yeah, Bendy, how are you, man? How is everything going? Yeah, really good, Cito. Thanks for doing this space. It's been really exciting to to learn so much about Neutron and, and trying to listen to the space while also reading the uh, forum post. Um, this is probably the the sort of, in some ways, the sort of rudest question to ask, but I think it's a sensible one to get out of the way early, which is just to do with um, people that were sort of fudding on ICS were saying, oh, well, everyone's just going to automatically dump the new consumer chain tokens and they're just going to buy Atom and it's just, you know, so Neutron token will be worthless. And I, I just sort of thought it would be really good to hear um, from Spade or, or Soy really why is it that people are going to want to keep hold of, of Neutron tokens and why is it going to sort of accrue value and not just be a, a sort of, a, a farming token that you know everyone just just farms and then dumps um because i think that sort of showing the the value that ics is bringing not just to atom stakers in the atom that they get but also in the neutron that they get uh seems a you know really important thing to clarify to me yeah that's a really good question i think like very directly speaking there's a few things to consider the first one is that what isn't shared with the hub accrues to Neutron, you know? So like the 75% of transaction fees and the 75% of MEV that isn't directly sent to the hub, that goes to add value to Neutron, either by increasing the reserves of that the DAO um, shepherds or by, um, you know, being taken away from the circulating supply permanently. Um, so there's this first thing. The second thing is, that, well, basically, interesting security allows us to be able to focus entirely on the economic um, health of the chain, rather than on ensuring that there's an incentives game for validators to remain loyal and to ensure the security of the platform. That means that we don't need to have staking yield. Um, we don't need to incentivize governance because we're not paying for people to secure the chain that's already done by the transaction fees and by Atom, essentially. And so that allows us to have, um, to propose tokenomics that have zero inflation in them. And so because you're not constantly getting diluted, um, the value proposition of the token uh, becomes very strong because any degree of activity that's on the chain basically becomes a, a direct markup to that. Um, to the asset, basically. The other thing is that Atom won't allow you to participate in governance of Neutron. And if Neutron is to be successful, then there's likely going to be some value, especially for um, largest actors to 
be able to get the ability to participate in, in that governance. Obviously, it will be you know interesting for everyone to participate, um, but it is true to some extent that it's more difficult to single-handedly change a proposal um, when you're a shrimp like me than if you're you know a, a larger fund or builder or whatever, and you have some percentage of uh, of the voting power. So there's there's this appetite that may not exist for every um, class of participants, but it it does exist. Um, so that that's another thing. And then there's also the fact that there's a lot of like when we designed the tokenomics, we kept that hurt simplicity and minimalism because you know the initial design of the tokenomics we wanted to propose included VE tokenomic model um, so that we would use governance to direct um, liquidity mining, essentially, liquidity mining rewards. The problem with that is that we were basically enshrining a mechanism that would spend tokens forever, um, but without being able to really control whether or not we were getting like the you know the, the chain itself the ecosystem itself was getting the value that it should be out of conducting so, such kind of program and so instead what we've done is that we've designed neutrons governance and tokenomic architecture to be as minimal as possible while being as modular as possible meaning that if we you know as a community of of neutron stakeholders decide that we want to have a liquid like a liquidity mining program we can either create uh, a sub-DAO initially to run that program according to some criteria, or even better, we can plug a specific module into the treasury of Neutron so that according to parametrizable like, set of rules, the uh, liquidity mining program conducts itself. Or we just, you know, we can make rules that rely on the market to guide these incentives as well. Um, and, and similar things can be done for grants for like public good funding for all of these things um and so we have basically very very fine control over what the protocol spends and we know that anything that is a sign of health in the network adds value to the network meaning transaction fees meaning activity on the network mev meaning you know volume defi defi health basically and revenue share from protocols all of these things are the what what the protocol receives is essentially and so when you're evaluating the the value of a token it's not just about um you know what it spends it's also about what it earns and here we have a model where it spends much less than other cosmos chains and it receives proportionally to its success so if neutron is successful and tiran as a result of that is likely to also be successful but of course, that entirely depends on how people approach the asset and value it. Um, so, you know, no financial advice. Um, but I hope that's... No, but I think that's, I, that's fascinating. I think I hadn't appreciated just how much creative space not having to pay or incentivize security from a validator set through your own token model. Uh, how much creative space that freed up by not needing that. Um, so it's really interesting to hear you describe the sort of um, the creative space that you have in that. And I suppose that's in my opinion, that's actually kind of one of the, In my opinion, that's actually one of the strongest things about interesting security is that it removes a very, very, very central constraint of the token model design that allows you to. Yeah, it opens up the the, the possibilities basically. 
And I think that's a very valuable um, proposition from the technology, essentially. Yeah, I know Rob is really itching to, to be speaking right now. He he dropped me a message. Basically Thanks also, for the good question, by the way. He also dropped me a message uh, summarizing basically what you talked about, which means that um, what's the difference here is that ICS allows you to focus on the products of the chain because you don't need to worry about the security incentives and high APR for staking. Um, so I think, yeah, that's that's a very good point. Um, Dee, do you have exactly. a, do, do, do you have a question uh, for Capital? Yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, a couple questions. Uh, first one, again, just congratulations. Obviously, it hasn't passed uh, through through governance yet, but I know, I think the entire community knows that this has been really a long time coming. We're really excited to see Neutron launch. Um, I think I have briefly read through the proposal myself. I think it looks really sound. Um, and I, I heard you, uh, Spade, talk earlier about, uh, I think you were saying 1.45% increase in Atom would potentially offset the cost for a, a smaller validator to run um, Neutron as like a replicated security chain. Um, do you, as like the first consumer chain for the hub, do you guys plan on open sourcing your analysis, your economic analysis? Because I think it could really help a lot of future consumer chains that want to launch on uh, launch uh, on the hub. Um, just kind of, you know, help them understand like the economics behind it and what they really need to offer the hub and the validator. Yeah, that, that's a really good question. Um, to be honest, that, that's something I'm very happy to clarify because we've had a lot of conversations internally about whether or not to, to, to open up the, the models like this. Um, so what we've done is we've shared all of the economic models and economic research and all of the um, recommendations and advice that we figured out for ourselves during, doing that work with all of the other consumer chain projects that are looking to launch and with the replicated security team so that everybody, you know, that that is like dealing with this directly um, gets gets all the help that we can provide. That being said, as I insisted upon, and it, it is a very, very significant point to understand, these models, like beyond transaction fees, transaction fees are fine to model. The cost for validators is fine to model. All of the rest is extremely hard and unpredictable and as a result you can make model for it but these models are going to rely on assumptions that given the number of assumptions that you need to make the lack of concrete evidence on which to, to base them on like concrete comparables um, basically means that you're making arbitrary decisions that allow you to make the numbers say anything that you want and so we ended up thinking that in this particular context the technology and the the lack of historical examples makes it so that it's actually not very helpful to share this uh, publicly because we're going to end up with people using these models to make claims in both directions. Either Neutron is going to be a moonshot for the hub or Neutron is going to be tremendously bad for the hub, but based on very not very thin evidence, let's say. Now, we did share all of the findings that that we 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 got from that research with all of the teams and you know what i've been discussing is also the fruit of that research basically so what we think is valuable we are sharing the models themselves they're they're very difficult to extract valuable data from at this stage because of the lack of comparables basically no that makes sense um another question i have I don't know if this is a silly question or not. So I'm really excited to see, like, I guess this block space MEV auction. Um, is it possible to make that like permissioned where 
a searcher in order to even partake in the auction itself, they would need to hold and stake a, a certain uh, percentage of, of Neutron, just kind of as like another supply sink for the Neutron token. Um, I don't think that's required because the bids themselves are paid in Neutron tokens. So if you want to participate in the auction, you'll have to buy yeah. Neutron in order to submit your bid. Your, your bid. Yeah. Okay. And in like, as well, like, you know, in MEV and especially in open auctions, you actually want as much competition as possible because that's the mechanism that drives the bids closer to the extractable value. So restricting the ability to access this is kind of counterproductive. There's a bunch of other mechanisms that the community may use to provide additional utility for Neutron, though. Like mesh security is another one. Essentially, Neutron isn't used for staking in the Neutron blockchain, but it may very well in the future be used to provide security to other chains that it has um, close economic ties with and therefore earn a portion of their staking rewards. Um, in the future, when Neutron um, may obtain its own, its own rollup framework, it, its own rollups, then the token may be used as a proof of stake selection mechanism for the sequencers, for example. Um, so as I said, like we wanted the tokenomics that we will be proposing to be as minimal as possible because it opens up the ability to make very, very interesting strategic choices down the line without enshrining stuff that is perhaps less like more temporary. Like for example, sure, it makes sense to have liquidity mining incentives early on because you want to bootstrap that liquidity, but perhaps there's a better way to manage liquidity in Cosmos, right? And so innovating on that and building it into the blockchain itself over time is, in our opinion, something that makes more sense. Um, so, yeah. No, that makes sense. And then um, I think my last question is, I really liked how Stride kind of did their airdrop where they gave the subset of, of the full airdrop just for, you know, clicking a button saying, I want the airdrop. And then it kind of forced the user to actually stake the token, use the, use the protocol itself to unlock the rest. And then they kind of had, uh, you know, a date where if you didn't, if you didn't claim by this date, then it, redistributes the amount to the people that did claim. Um, I don't know if that's something that the Neutron theme is thinking about. Just my personal opinion, I thought it was very well done. And I definitely think it could be a model for future airdrops in the future in the Cosmos Eco. I think we've had mixed feedback on task drop, as some people co coin it. I think in general, from a user experience point of view and from a legal point of view as well, if you're asking people to do stuff for you in exchange of the tokens, are you still giving away the tokens is arguable. Um, and so if we, you know, if we do an airdrop, well, if we do in like, you know, the, the initial allocation, if it is as part of the initial security agreement, then it will be part of the rewards for validating the chain, right? It will be baked into the proof of stake security system of, of, of the chain. If we do a more traditional airdrop, then probably it will be required for you to actually go and claim the chain, like the, 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 the tokens, because otherwise, you know, if, if you're never going to interact with the blockchain, why would you need the, the tokens anyway? Um, so the clawback mechanism will probably be here and people will have ample time to, 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 get, the, to get their tokens. Um, and, and we'll probably, you know, the, the the thing that we took into account as well is that we wanted to make sure that the hub community gets 
um, gets, you know, exposure, well, not exposure, but like voting power in the, in, in, in the chain, right? And that means that anybody who participates in securing the hub deserves this. And so one of the things that we would be looking to do it's indeed the model that we'll propose um, is to work with liquidity, like liquid staking providers that were alive um, at the time of the of the the snapshots. And so, for example, um, I think Stride was the only one that actually had liquid staking going at that time. And so, if that is indeed the model that ends up being proposed, um, we would be looking to work with them to to support their stakers as well, because they are providing economic security to the hub. They're part of the community and they're also people who demonstrate interest in participating in DeFi. So there's really no reason why they should be excluded. Awesome. Thank you. I don't have any other questions. Excellent. Thanks for your questions. Also, Bendy. Um, I don't see any, any further requests to speak. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for providing input. I think towards the end, we got also the connection sorted out unfortunately rob couldn't join but um yeah tune in next week we'll have the space again the atom zone there might also be an uh, a wild radioactive session appearing during the week so follow the cosmos hub twitter account stay tuned check out the forum proposal of neutron on the very first consumer chain very exciting stuff um spade soy any final words from your side Oh, thanks for having just, us. Uh, just, just so, yeah, thanks a lot for having us. Thanks to uh, Rob for for arranging this as well. Um, we wish we wish uh, we could have given more notice on the proposal, but unfortunately, it sort of came out when it did. Um, so what I'd say is that um, there'll be plenty plenty of time to, to to review and discuss the proposal, and we'll have various spaces. Uh, hopefully, we'll come back and meet one of you guys on the on the radio radioactive sessions as well. Um, and so there will be more more chances to discuss it and and ask ask any questions later in the week. Sounds good. Um, yeah, thank you so much. Um, that was really cool. So yeah, we'll hopefully see the proposal on chain in the next two weeks. Um, and yeah, for any updates, also follow the Neutron account, follow Spade, and I'll see you guys next week. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was the Atom Zone, episode two, featuring Neutron Consumer Chain, recorded on Tuesday, March 21st, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And then if you want to keep listening... Head on over to terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support now. Put your hands up like you got a couple questions. Ain't no misdirection, just a bunch of flexing. All aggressive, insane from all directions. Smoke blows in when I start a session. Blink canvas, blaze up the handlers. Rocking back and forth like I got the van stuck. Don't grind the clutch, mind your hush. Put your mask on and don't touch the antlers. Feeling untouchable when I'm on the verse. But in the universe, I'm just writing some words. Enticing these nerds while I'm laying out my memoirs. Like, remember when I had to fight the centaur? I'm a book nerd, let me take you on the journey Lost in the labyrinth, searching out the lost fern For certain, got the taxes included Acting like a writer, never felt secluded
to get into the shit and line them up Just another fixed game of try my luck Go lighten up dog. it could always be worse Unless you're in the back of a hearse When you're dead or putting in new speakers It's a toss up, driver or just tweakers Don't stress yo, I've done the research Living life like a bunch of fucking lemurs It's a remake, off the cutting floor we take A little bit of poison and put it in the cheesecake Tastes great, less filling Less stress, more killing As he blew the cornerstone out the building And the blocks came tumbling down all humble Feels like we're drowning in a little puddle Rebuttal, I should be taking off in the shuttle Getting high in space with the Hubble Spaces.